Welcome everybody to the Mayo Media Network. My name is Nick Giffen of Fantasy Labs. You can find me on Twitter at Rotodoc. And today we're going to talk about this weekend's NASCAR Cup Series race at Richmond. Richmond is a three-quarter mile flat track. Uh, there's going to be 400 laps that are scheduled. So, should be a pretty quick race. Usually comes in right around three hours. But 400 laps is quite a lot. That means we should see two to three drivers dominate the race. And that's very important for DFS purposes. Because as we know, on sites, uh, most DFS sites, drivers get points for laps led and or fastest laps. So these top drivers are going to be drivers to look at at Richmond. So we should be trying to include at least two potential dominators in our lineup, if not three dominators in our lineup. However, that doesn't mean we should be using a stars and scrubs approach. And that's because Richmond is actually one of the more predictable tracks on the circuit. It has a very low variance. So when I run my statistical models, uh, my models give the highest degree of accuracy at Richmond and Phoenix among all of the tracks, for example. Uh, it is a very low attrition track, so not many drivers uh, crash out of the race or have major severe problems. Only around 85 to 9% of drivers have issues. So in a 38-driver race like we have this weekend, we're only going to expect around 3 to 4 drivers to have major issues. So low variance, low attrition. That means those really, really bad cars in the back that are super cheap on sites like DraftKings are going to have a hard time moving forward because the cars in front of them aren't going to be wrecking, aren't going to be having problems. So instead of going with a stars and scrubs approach, we're going to go with a stars and balanced approach. So very often I like to go with two dominators and four kind of middle range guys. Uh, or you can do three dominators and three middle range guys, but then you know you, that, that, that uh, the three middle range guys will probably be on the cheaper end of that middle range. So uh, I don't really like picking drivers below about $5,600 where Ryan Priest is this weekend. Maybe it's okay to use Anthony Alfredo at $5,400 on DraftKings, but I like staying above $5,600 on Draft at or above $5,600 on DraftKings this weekend. We should say that the two most comparable tracks to Richmond to increase our sample size is Phoenix, which is a one mile flat track, which has the same shape as Richmond. Uh, and New Hampshire, another one-mile flat track, uh, but uh, is a little bit differently shaped. There's also Martinsville, which is a half-mile flat track and, and differently shaped as well to Richmond. That one's less comparable, uh, a little more different. It drives a little more like a road course in some cases. So I'm mostly looking at Phoenix and New Hampshire as comparable tracks to Richmond, but you probably can throw in a little bit of Martinsville in there as well if you want to. So let's get into the picks this week. I'm going to give you my cash game, tournaments, uh, fade, and my bet for the week. So my cash game play is, of course, Martin Truex Jr. Coming in $11,400 on DraftKings. He is your pole sitter. That means he's starting first. So he has the best chance to lead the most laps and get the most fastest laps, especially at a short flat track like Richmond, where it becomes tough to pass. Martin Truex Jr. is our most recent race winner at Martinsville. So Martin at Martinsville, pretty cool there. But uh, he also won the other flat track race this year, which was at Richmond's most comparable track, Phoenix. So Martin is two for two at the two flat tracks this year. Also, he has a top three in each of the last four Richmond races. That includes 
two wins there. So Martin's, uh, Martin Truex Jr., getting confused with Martinsville here, uh, is uh, a very, very good bet, very safe bet to lead a lot of laps, get a lot of fastest laps, and have a strong finish. He is the highest predicted driver in terms of DraftKings points this weekend for my statistical model. Can't really go wrong with him. I will say there may be a slight hint of downside in terms of tournaments in that his two wins came in 2019. Uh, and that's important because 2019 was a little bit different on the downforce. Uh, actually, a lot different. It was a higher downforce season. And that's the two races that Martin Truex Jr. won at Richmond. So uh, if we remove 2019, you know, his last finishes at Richmond were second and third. But then prior to that was a 14th. Uh, and then a DNF in 20th, where he did lead a lot of the laps there, and but then also a 10th place finish, and even going further back than that, uh, a third and a ninth. So not as dominant under low downforce rules. So maybe a little bit of a chance to be underweight on him in tournaments, but absolutely in cash games, you have to play the pole sitter who's been dominating the flat tracks this year. So Martin Truex Jr., uh, very good cash game play. If we move over to the tournament side, my favorite driver this weekend is actually somebody my model doesn't like, which is kind of weird, but I'm going with Eric Almarola at $8,200 on DraftKings. He will start from the 22nd position, and there's a reason I'm going away from my statistical model this weekend. My statistical model doesn't realize the amount of bad luck that Eric Almarola has had. Sometimes you just can't count, account for these things where he's been caught up in some wrecks. Uh, he's been caught up with some failures and he's uh, had some issues that haven't been of his own. He's also had some issues that have been of his own doing. However, uh, if we, you know, if we got kind of give a little bit of, of boost to my model because of the bad luck that he's had and the misfortune, uh, that will move him up into a position where he looks pretty darn good. And he's at maybe outside of the super speedways of Daytona and Talladega. He's at his best track type, the short, flat tracks. Uh, he has an average finish of 8.3 at these three tracks that we're talking about here, Richmond, Phoenix, and New Hampshire. Over his last 10 races on his current team, when we look at low downforce conditions, so again, that's removing the 2019 season where we had high downforce conditions. So last 10 races, average finish of 8.3. He starts in 22nd. So if he gets his average finish, let's say eighth place, that's positive 14 points in place differential. Plus he'll get points for finishing in eighth place. That's definitely going to give him in the winning lineup, even if he gets his average finish over the last 10 low downforce races. Additionally, his best race of the year this year in 2021 came at Phoenix. It was an 11th place finish. He actually started in 32nd in that race, thanks to the formula uh, that NASCAR uses to determine starting position, and drove all the way from 32nd into 11th place by the end of the first stage, just on pure speed there. Then he finished 8th at the end of stage 2 and 11th at the end of the race. So probably a little bit of variance around there. You know, he's hovering around 8th to 11th for most of the race. That's right in line with his average finish of around 8.3. You know, maybe it slips to 9 or 10 if he's, you know, having a little bit of an off year, if his team's a little bit slower. But he still should be a top 10, borderline top 10 driver. Uh, additionally, on DraftKings, because his price tag is still high enough at $8,200 and recency bias comes into play, he's had a terrible string of results this year. He should be low-owned. I'd peg him for sure under 20%, probably under 18%, and... 
I'd say a coin flip if he's under like 15 or 16 percent. So Eric Almarola going to be pretty low owned this weekend, but has some good upside. Uh, if statistical models are kind of counting them out, if recency bias is kind of counting them out, that's where we want to pounce. So this is one spot where I'm ignoring my model this weekend and riding with Eric Almarola at his best track type. My fade this week is Chris Busher. He is starting in the 12th position and comes in at $6,100 on DraftKings. There's not a whole lot to say here. This is Chris Busher's absolute worst track type. In his career, if we look at Richmond, Phoenix, and New Hampshire, he has never had a finish inside the top 14. So his best is a 15th place finish. That means if he's starting 12th and he finishes even at his absolute best of 15th, He's going to get negative three points in place differential and only 15th place finishing points, which isn't a whole lot. That's like 28 points. And then we got to subtract three. So that's like 25 DraftKings points for a driver at $6,100. That's nowhere close to being in the winning lineup. Uh, that means he won't put up many fastest laps. He definitely won't lead laps. So Chris Buescher, uh, absolutely a fade. And uh, even if we include Martinsville, he still has never finished inside the top 10. His best finish is 11th if we include the least comparable of the short flat tracks, which is Martinsville. So Chris Buescher, we're absolutely fading him this week. I wouldn't mind if you had 0% Chris Buescher this week. By the way, there are just too many other good drivers in that $5,600 to $6,600 price range. I can you know think of two or three right off the top of my head, which is within plus or minus $500 of Chris Buescher's salary. So definitely fading Chris Buescher for some better plays. Let's get to my bet of the week. My bet to win is Joey Logano at eight and a half to one plus 850 on DraftKings. This is my favorite bet of the week. Uh, in his last five low downforce Richmond races, he has finishes of first, second, third, fourth, and then a 14th place finish. But, uh, you know, you're allowed to have one bad race in there. But basically, he's had a top four in four of the five races in low downforce conditions at Richmond over the last five. In every single one of those races, his driver rating was above 92, which is really good. And especially above 100 is great. Uh, four of the five were above 100. And his average is a 109. So Joey Logano absolutely crushes here. My model actually pegs him neck and neck with race favorite Martin Truex Jr. for median finish and second to Truex in upside finish. So that's really good considering he is coming in at fifth place on the odds board on DraftKings as the fifth most likely winner. My model gives him the second most likely to win. So uh, Joey Logano just doing incredible. Last year, his finishes at Phoenix, New Hampshire, and Richmond were first, fourth, third and third and the reason I picked last year is because those races are most similar to this year and of course this year he also had uh, a very good finish at Phoenix of second place so you know his last five races under these same rule sets are four one four three three and two on this track type uh, you know not counting Martinsville again which is the least comparable of, of these short flat tracks by the way, if we look at average green flag speed since the beginning of 2020 at these three shorter flat tracks that we care about, he is second behind only teammate Brad Keselowski with an average green flag speed of 2.8. But Brad Keselowski starting much further back. So Joey Logano just looks to be one of the best drivers here this weekend. And at eight and a half to one to win, I think he is the bet of the week. 
That'll do it for the analysis for this race. I hope you all enjoy the race. Leave a comment down below. Who do you think is going to win? What are your favorite bets of the week? There's some good top 10 and head-to-head -head bets out there I've seen as well. Uh, additionally, what do you feel about DraftKings? Are you going stars and scrubs? Are you going a balanced approach? Who do you like to dominate? Tell me down below. Thank you all. My name is Nick Giffen again for Fantasy Labs, and you can find me on Twitter at Rotodoc. I've tweeted out a few nuggets this week as well, so make sure to check that out and enjoy the race, everybody.